Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. To learn more, visit openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. Our recent survey reveals the reverse mortgage professional's business practices and perspective. HUD reaches a settlement in claim of race discrimination in appraisals, and there's a new reverse mortgage guide from the CFPB. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of March 15th. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly, the nation's only weekly podcast for you, the reverse mortgage professional. Here's a recap of the results from our most recent survey we sent out to many of you, and thank you for your responses. State of your business survey. We wanted to find out what's going on in the ground, and to learn more, we asked you. The first question is, what percentage of your Heckams are Heckam to Heckam refinances? The average percent was 29%, but some of the individual responses actually range from 0 to 15, as high as 80% of transactions being Heckam to Heckam refinances. Next, do you call previous borrowers for a Heckam refinance or are they contacting you? Survey says 50% said they usually reach out to me. 40% said I'm calling my previous borrowers and 10% said I'm finding the majority from those who have done a loan with another lender. How many potential borrowers are interested in securing their home's value against a potential crash Crash, excuse me, in housing prices? Survey said 50% said few, if any, are interested in that concept. 40% said some are. And 10% said several actually would embrace using a reverse mortgage to secure their property's value today. What is the primary reason homeowners are getting a reverse mortgage? Survey says 84% of you said it is to eliminate an existing mortgage. 4% said it is to set up a large line of credit. And 10% said it is to get a partial or lump sum cash out refinance. Are you selling more or less private or proprietary reverse mortgages than you were before? 32% said you typically do not sell proprietary loans. 11% said you're selling fewer than before. 14% said more than before. And 42% said just about the same number of private loans as you've done in the past. Are you holding any in-person appointments with the homeowners? An interesting question considering the COVID-19 pandemic. 17% said never, I only contact them remotely. 52% said some I meet in the home in person. And 30% said most I do meet in the home. During the pandemic, most financial advisors are blank to reverse mortgages. Survey said 8% said less receptive, 39% said they're more receptive, and 53% said they're just as receptive as they were before the pandemic. In a formal press release last week, HUD announced they had reached a settlement and a claim of racial discrimination in appraisals. A conciliation agreement was reached between J.P. Morgan Chase and an African-American woman, which resolved the woman's claim that the mortgage lender relying on appraisal that she believed was inaccurate valued her home at a lower amount than it's actually worth. Janine Warden, HUD's acting secretary for Fair Housing and Equal Opportunity, said the race of a homeowner and the racial composition of their neighborhood must not influence the valuation of a home. And under the conciliation agreement, J.P. Morgan Chase will pay $50,000 to the woman and provide home lending advisors and client care specialists 
with mandatory training on reconsideration of value process and fair lending issues related to appraisals, more specifically regarding how to handle complaints of discrimination in the appraisal process. And here's an excerpt from the actual conciliation agreement. On October 14, 2020, the complainant filed a complaint with the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development alleging the complainant was injured by discriminatory acts based on the complainant's race in violation of subsection 804A and section 805 of Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1968. The respondents deny that they violated the act or engaged in discrimination on the basis of race or any other prohibited basis. The conciliation agreement also notes the respondents affirm that they are committed to the principles of home ownership, fair housing, and equal opportunity, and deny that they violated the act or engaged in discrimination on the basis of race or any other prohibited basis. Open Mortgage has a philosophy, one which guides their way of doing business. Their focus is helping you make your business a success. You can thank our sponsor and learn more by going to openmortgage.com forward slash join hyphen us. And in our final segment, there is a new reverse mortgage guide, and it's from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau entitled, You Have a Reverse Mortgage, Know Your Rights and Responsibilities. Now, here are just a few of the key takeaways, but not a complete summary of the 26-page guide. First, under occupancy, it says your home must be your principal residence, meaning it must be where you spend the majority of the year. And they reference table one, and it shows with a reverse mortgage, you can only be away from your home for a certain period of time. Question is, is that a calendar year or is it a year from the last occupancy certification? Well, looking at table one for absences from the primary residence, we see a few interesting points. One is if you leave the home for more than two months and there's no co-borrower which occupies the home, you need to notify the lender or servicer or inform them of your intent to stay. Now, question how would a two-month absence be noted between the annual occupancy certifications? In other words, if the homeowner doesn't self-report, how would anyone know? And here's another point. If you take a six-month non-medical trip without the co-borrower being in the home, remaining that is, and by the way, your spouse may take exception if you leave them behind, then repayment is triggered. And if the borrower decides to leave the home permanently, the co-borrower can continue to live in the home and receive any payments due to them. Keyword is co-borrower, doesn't say non-borrowing spouse. Now, I was interested to find out if occupancy certifications are sent by certified mail to ensure that they're delivered. And to learn more about that, I reached out to Ryan LaRose of C-Link, and he says the annual certifications, which can include occupancy certifications and the annual non-borrowing spouse certification, are sent via first-class mail. Typically, only default-related letters, such as due and payable notices, are sent by certified mail. Then comes the question of extensions. If a loan goes into technical default due to unpaid property charges, the borrower who is over the age of 80 can request what is called a, quote, at-risk extension if they are experiencing a qualifying circumstance, such as long-term disability, terminal illness, or, and this one's a little bit subjective and vague, 
a unique need to stay in the property. Qualified borrowers can request the extension with the accompanying evidence of need. And it would be wise for all reverse mortgage professionals who are listening today to download, read, and understand this document. The guide can be found by Googling CFPB bulk publications and then entering in the search term reverse mortgage. That concludes another episode of Heckin' World Weekly. And don't forget to watch our latest episode of the Industry Leader Update. That's our weekly video series. You can do so at heckinworld.com if you're not there already. And as always, you can subscribe and listen on iTunes. Thanks again for joining us and be sure to return next week for more reverse mortgage news on the go.